Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. We are excited to talk about the defense coming together, all hands on deck, for this Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings at 4.30 p.m. Now, we're very, very excited to talk about the defense, mainly because we have our full unit for the first time all season long. Uh, guys, we've been injured. Players, Leonard Williams, Aziz Ojolari, even Kayvon Thibodeau to open the year. Obviously, Xavier McKinney. Obviously, Adoree Jackson. For the first time all season, we actually may have our full squad. And what a time for it to all come together right now. We're going to discuss it, take a look at why this is so impactful, why the Giants needed this all to come to fruition at the perfect moment. All just a culmination of the, of the success and hardships they've gone through this year. And a couple other things we want to discuss, notably the Odell Beckham Jr. video going around. Kind of want to react to that, give our take on it. Keep it short because definitely it was a little crazy and a little bit you know, it was disheartening to say the least because we were so excited about him potentially signing with the Giants and it seems like everyone's kind of pushed him off and, and, and now he's not really in line to sign with anybody because now the videos come out and it's like, okay, this is pretty bad and I think we both have our assumptions and takes about it. Um, we'll keep it pretty light because we don't want to go too in-depth to it, Anthony. But when you're uh, looking at this defense, I know we're excited about it, but before we do that, how do you today, my friend? I am doing great, and I am super excited about the defense, and I'm just super excited in general for playoff football. It's been a long time. It's been over half a decade since we've said we are watching the Giants in the playoffs, so I'm super excited, and of course, I'm very hopeful that we get all those players back that you mentioned. Now, some of them are still questionable to play, Adore Jackson being the most notable. There's a really good chance he does play, but there's also a chance that he doesn't, so hopefully he's out there, but also Aziz Ojolari, another player that we think is going to play. He's trending in the right direction, but there's still a chance that he misses is this game but if we get all of those players on the field we can finally see what wink martindale wanted this team to look like defensively and we can finally see what the giants what their true potential is because i know we've talked about the giants exceeding expectations all season long they've been a much better team than anyone expected them to be but they haven't even reached their full potential from what was set out to them at the beginning of the season. Because first of all, they've been injured all over the place, offense and defense. And second of all, they've had a lot of growing pains in terms of throwing random players on the lineup to deal with those injuries. So this is a team that we haven't even seen reach its maximum power level yet. And now for the postseason, when you need to be the most powerful, we're finally getting a glimpse of what that team could have been all season long. Now, there's still players missing from the lineup, like especially on offense. Sterling Shepard is not coming back for the postseason. Wondell Robinson, those are big losses that the Giants, you know, again, when we're talking about reaching that full potential, we're not going to see that. But for this defense, we didn't really lose anyone to season-ending injuries like that. I mean, maybe a few in the tra in training camp, but getting players like Aziz Ojolari back just in time for the postseason and a, a Dory Jackson as well, having all those guys healthy, even if they're banged up, as long as they're out there, they're talented players and they're difference makers, and they could legitimately legitimately be the difference between winning and losing this postseason game so it's gonna be a big game on Sunday obviously I'm really excited but if we get those players back I'll feel a lot more confident heading into Minnesota with Aziz Ojolari and Dory Jackson on the field than I would if they weren't out there that's absolutely facts. And when you're looking at this defense, having Adore Jackson is a significant bonus. We talked about him extensively this week and why he's so important to this defensive makeup. But 
when you're looking at Justin Jefferson, Adore Jackson is essential to the game plan. You know, we cannot trust Fabian Moreau. We cannot trust Nick McLeod or Cordell Flott, who looked good in the last game, uh, to lock down a guy like Justin Jefferson. Now, Adore Jackson's not going to lock down uh, Jettas. He, what he's going to do is limit him, right? We're not trying to stop and, and, and take uh, Justin Jefferson out of the game because it's virtually impossible. What you can do is mitigate his impact on the game. You cannot let him beat you downfield. You cannot let him take advantage of those those go routes where he just uses that monstrous stride. He's going to get yards. He's going to make big plays. You just can't let him score touchdowns, and you can't let him get in the end zone. You can't let him beat you deep. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, that's that's been his MO. What does he have, 1,800 yards this year? The guy's absolutely electric, and stopping him is virtually impossible, like I said. But at the very least, we can try to limit his impact in, in some ways, and Adora Jackson gives us that best, um, you know, possibility. But having Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Dexter Lawrence, um, Xavier McKinney, and Adore Jackson, this is the first time all season long all those guys will be on the, on the field at the same exact time. Now, that is... Pretty crazy to say because this defense been, what, top five? I think they rank fifth in the NFL in red zone defense and conversion rate. And that's incredible. I mean, the fact that the Giants have been able to curate such positivity, such uh, great numbers in those specific categories is almost mind-blowing considering the fact that we've had the majority of our players are free agents or waiver wire pickups or practice squad acquisitions, you know. And I, I tweeted this out yesterday. It is unbelievable what Brian Dable, Wink Martindale, and Mike Kafka have done with a team that is mostly composed of backups and, and crumbs left over by other teams. You know what I mean? We're talking about Jason Pinnock having a pretty solid year for the Giants when he was called upon, and he was a Jets, he was a Jets player that was basically cut, you know what I mean, after they, they had a lot of cuts, um, I think the most in the NFL, and they you know picked up Jason Pinnock, ended up having a pretty good uh, year for us. And then you look at Fabian Moreau. He's our CB2, guys. He was a free agent nobody wanted before the season started. Take that, for example. Gerard Davis had a good game against uh, the Eagles this past weekend, and he was just plucked off the Detroit Lions practice squad. You know what I mean? Jalen Smith, off the streets. He's immediately a starter. What we've done, and Isaiah Hodgins, you know, throw him in there. He's our wide receiver one right now, and he was on a practice squad in week five for the Buffalo Bills, and he shouldn't have been on a practice squad. He was just buried behind a very deep wide receiver core. But the Giants have gotten a lot of value out of players who otherwise should not be in a position to impact the game at this level. Any other team, these players would not be getting significant playing time, but because the Giants needed them, they are getting the opportunity. And they're making the most of it because the coaching has put them in a position to succeed, which is a lot better than what we've been able to say in the past. Look at Joe Judge, look at Pat Shermer, a lot of those players faltering and flopping, and even high draft picks struggling to succeed. Now the Giants, we're seeing great players reaching their expectations and reaching their potential, and we're seeing fringe players playing above their weight class. And I think that is exactly what good coaching does for you, Anthony. How important is it that these guys are hitting their stride? Getting these key pieces back on defense is obviously essential, but it's the practice squad elevations. It's the waiver wire claims, and it's the guys that we didn't expect to have big impacts are rising to the occasion and, and really playing well for this Giants team. And they're the makeup. They're what the foundation is built on, built on right now. And personally, I think that's kind of a beautiful thing that we've managed to get so much value out of them. Yeah, it, it is super impressive. I think it speaks volumes to not just the coaching staff, but also to the front office. Joe Shane, the way that he's constructed this roster in his first season as the general manager of the Giants, is a night and day difference between what Dave Gettleman was doing, right? If you look at how Gettleman built that roster, very top-heavy, a lot of big contracts and free agency. Joe Shane was very strategic. He was very smart. He understood that he had some future contracts that he needed to plan for, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence. He knew that there was big money deals in the works. So 
this free agency not a lot of talent out there he played it smart he didn't just go and try and swing for the fences for the top guys he just made some low-key signings and then picked up other players as he went along this season on the waiver wire and some of those signings have been honestly unbelievably good like Isaiah Hodgins has just had such an impact literally risen to WR1 status in this offense it's unbelievable the way that Joe Shane was able to find these guys you know and that one was a great one because he had familiarity there but there were even players that he has zero familiarity with he just knew that they would be a good scheme fit for the coaching staff went out there picked them up I mean even Landon Collins what a clever signing mid-season right the Giants needed a linebacker with a little more speed and range who can play in coverage play a little bit of a safety role as well Landon Collins, that was perfect, and he's already got the heart for New York, and New York has the heart for him. That was a perfect signing. I was really impressed with that one from Joe Shane. Again, Hodgins stands out as another really impressive midseason pickup, but Joe Shane has done a great job building this roster here, and the other part of it is you could you could say that the, the value that they're getting from these players, these nobodies that are making an impact for the Giants, the value that they're getting speaks volumes to Joe Shane, but also speaks volumes to Brian Dable and his staff because all of these players have come in here very hungry and exceeded their expectations. They have come in, needed a job. These guys had nowhere else to play football. They got the, gi- the job with the New York Giants, and they're out there, and now they're in the postseason. So I think that the way that Brian Dable has motivated these guys, kept them all intact, and really created such a great culture in that locker room. And it just speaks volumes to what a leader he is. And when you look at this team, they all know the mission. I like the new slogan that the Giants put out there, our way. I love that. I think that really embodies everything that the Giants stand for and always have. And especially now with Brian Dable, he's doing it all his way, but he's doing it the Giants way. And that's really what stands out to me. And I I think that when you look at all these players who, like you mentioned, they're nobodies. They wouldn't have a job if not for the Giants. They're all standing out. And I think that is just because of the leadership of Brian Dable. So I know we've said it quite a few times here, Alex, but there's no one else who's a better fit for coach of the year, in my opinion. You're 100% right. I mean, who else even? I mean, there's a couple guys that could stand a chance. Um, you know, like Sirianni obviously has had a tremendous year with uh, the Eagles and a couple other coaches that have really, you know, put it all on the table. And I think that uh, what Dable has done with pretty much nothing is what stands out to me the most. It's easy. I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy. Um, it's easier to coach a team with great talent already there. It is much more difficult to get the best out of guys who otherwise would not be even on a freaking team elsewhere. So. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, I know uh, we, just before this, we were discussing Colin Coward had this wild take. I, I, it seems like he might have meant to say Daniel Jones, uh, but he said Brian Dable so many times. It makes me feel like he was not, he didn't actually mean to say it, uh, but maybe he did. So essentially Colin Coward is saying that he heard, or he, he thinks that the, that uh, management told Brian Dable, your job is safe. You made the playoffs. That gives him two more years on his contract. And he said Brian Dable like four or five times. So I'm like, wow, like you really... Like, how did you not catch yourself, like, halfway through that, that you were saying Dable and not Daniel Jones? So it's definitely interesting. But um, it was just one of the worst takes. If he meant to say Brian Dable, the guy should never speak on the Giants again because that is the dumbest freaking comment I've ever heard. Otherwise, if he's talking about Daniel Jones, I agree with him. Making the playoffs definitely buys Daniel Jones an extra two seasons at the very least. So um, I think that's I think that's a good take if, if that's what he meant. But if he meant Brian Dable, never talk about the Giants again. If he meant Daniel Jones, he's more than happy to keep going. <laughs> I think there's a pretty big disparity there. But another thing that we wanted to discuss is the Odell Beckham Jr. situation in the sense that um, I don't know if you guys saw the video that dropped, but it's body cam footage of a police officer and a lot of these people leaving the plane and OBJ is clearly distraught. Like, he doesn't look well, and he's yelling at people 
um, and, and, and making harsh comments and, and he called this one guy fat and he was just like making fun of him and just completely like demoralizing the guy didn't say anything back. He just was walking off the plane and he probably, I mean, if I was the guy, I'd be like, yo, why are you doing this? Like, why are you, why are you messing all of our days up? Because you're a celebrity and you think you're better than the law or better than us. Um, I, I find that to be extremely immature, and I think that that's probably a primary reason why a lot of teams stopped negotiating with OBJ or didn't bring him in. The injury obviously is a big part of that, but I but I have to say, if I was a team and I saw that video and I saw the way he was treating people in a public matter and he was clearly under the influence of something, he was clearly not like well at all, I'd be a little bit concerned about him in my locker room, especially for a Giants team that's building a good culture, a good, beautiful excellent successful culture here and bring in someone like that who might have some problems and, and, and demons he still has to deal with um you know and not to say that we were not advocates but this is new information coming to light that we did not know about so now that we've seen this footage now that we've seen what he acted like i think we can properly provide our take here anthony but what are you thinking about that because it definitely rubbed me the wrong way i hope he gets if he needs help he gets it but that definitely was not something i wanted to see for obj because i really hoped he, he had he had matured more um over the past couple of years yeah, I mean, I'm still – I got a soft spot for Odell. I really love OBJ. He's one of my favorite players of all time, one of my favorite athletes that I've ever watched. But this is just a terrible look. This video just really does not reflect well on his character. Uh, as you mentioned, if he does need help, I hope he goes ahead and gets it because it's quite clear and obvious that he was abusing some sort of substance or substances in this video. It was actually, if you watch the full uh, video of the body cam footage, they made that abundantly clear that he was on more than one substance is what they uh, had assumed or maybe not even assumed, but it sounded like he was kind of talking about that. He said that he just got back from a club and was partying. Uh, that's, you know, that's what the officers were saying and flight attendants were saying. So, you know, it seems like he found himself in a really bad situation and then didn't do himself any favors on top of it and made it all worse. You're 100% right. If the, the option was to get off the plane or stay and make everyone else get off and get off anyway, you would obviously just get off the plane and not ruin everyone's day. And the fact that he didn't do that is utterly ridiculous. And I think that's where things really got screwed up here. I mean, had he just, you know, been disoriented and removed from the flight, that's one thing, you know, that's really just a minor conversation about his etiquette on a plane. But the fact that he refused to get off and then caused everyone to deplane and then ruin everyone's day, that's the part that just really makes us look so terrible and makes him look kind of full of himself. And again, I don't want to talk too, too down on a guy because I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes in his head or what he was doing leading up to that flight, whatever. But I just know that that video looks really terrible, and that's one of the reasons that a team is not going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. Because even if he was, if there was like a whole other side story to this thing that like totally vindicated him and said that he was completely justified in his actions, which that's not going to happen. But let's say that did happen. This video just looks terrible. You take it out of context, you look at it for what it is, and it looks horrible. He's calling people names. He's standing there. He's clearly disoriented. It's just a terrible, terrible look for Odell Beckham Jr. And yeah, I was a huge advocate for the Giants to bring him back. I wanted to see OBJ come back home. That would have been really awesome, but it's just not going to happen now. I, I can't imagine that it does. And I, I think that, you know, he has a lot of mistakes from his past that he's struggled to live down. And to see OBJ continue to make more mistakes that are going to be even tougher to live down is disheartening, as you mentioned, Alex. So, yeah, I'm disappointed by the whole thing. Again, I root for the guy. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him have a successful career in the NFL, and I was hoping that it would be with the Giants, but you're right. With what the Giants are building here, culture-wise, everything like that, I don't think that OBJ is going to be a fit now, uh, now that this video has come to light. And I, I just, 
I hope for the best for the guy, man. I just this is disappointing to see. It really is. I mean, it always sucks to see such a talented guy go down kind of a dark path sometimes. Now, more information could come out and, and totally make what we're saying irrelevant. It, this is kind of an ongoing scenario, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but it, the video doesn't look good. Uh, but that, that's it. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, it, it's it's not worth it. He's not a giant. We got the playoffs to look forward to. We're excited about this. We got our full defense, all hands on deck, guys. Um, so we got, what, two days left? We got tomorrow, and we got Saturday, and then we got Wild Card Sunday, my friends. So let's get hyped. I'm super, super excited. I know you guys are too. If you guys enjoyed this video, make sure to like and subscribe. As always, have a fantastic rest of your day, as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. Mm -hmm.